Are you curious about the most important secret to success? The mindset and how to master it as soon as possible. I'm so excited to have my guest, Sunny McGaw here. Sunny, welcome. Thank you, Amy. It's a delight to be here. You know, Sunny, I'm I'm really uh, grateful for our conversation that we're going to have today. I met you at the TEDx uh, experience that we both shared in October, and uh, I was blown away by your posture, your poise, and all of the knowledge that you were sharing from stage. So I know that we're going to have a great conversation today. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thanks so much. And it was so great to see you up on that stage. I, 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 you dazzled. You dazzled. Thank and you. when we have the links... I'll be sure to share yours because it was excellent. <laughs> Same. Yes. Same. Yeah. Really, Thank really you. great work. And, you know, what's really cool is that you have a tremendous amount of background. When when we're talking about the secret sauce to success, my friends who are listening, Sunny is an award-winning marketer uh, and creative director who's worked with companies like Coke, Pepsi, Starbucks, GM, Ford. My goodness, I can't even name them all today because there's so many on the list. And I've, I've, I've got a few questions. I'm so curious about your first Ooh. TEDx, um, backpacking around the world with your family. You are so inspiring and so courageous. I, I'd love to uh, to dig into that as well. But let's start with the most important question on Power to the People Pleasers. Have you ever been a people pleaser? And uh, what does that look like? <laughs> I, I love this. And, and, you know, I have to be honest, I'm not. Ooh. I'm not a people pleaser. So you might think, well, why, yeah. why, you know, what's the connection here? But why I love your show, Amy, and why I think it's so important, so valuable is because I work almost exclusively with women in entrepreneurship and almost all of them are people pleasers or are what they call recovering people pleasers. Yes. So this is a, a, a very common phenomenon. I can't say I've never, obviously I have yeah. dabbled in being a people pleaser, but it hasn't been something that's held me back. But mm -hmm. I, I know that that's, a, or I, I shouldn't say held me back. It hasn't been something that's been a, a, a substantial challenge in my life, mm -hmm. but I know that that's not common. So this yeah. is why I love what you do. And I think it's very important, the people that you're Thank serving. You. Yes. So when you think about the the women, especially that you serve, who mm -hmm. are people pleasers, what is the one thing that you tell them as their coach around people pleasing? Uh, great question. Well, first of all, I, I like to tell them that they're not alone mm -hmm. and how common this is. So uh one of the terms I hear a lot, and I hear you speak about it a lot, is imposter syndrome. Uh, I like to start by saying, okay, would you like to know who else has imposter syndrome? And I start with, well, Michelle Obama, you know, yeah. uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Sarah, San Sarah Sandberg. Uh, the list is so long. You know, who hasn't experienced that? So I think that's a big aha moment to just say, I'm, I'm not alone in this. And really successful, really accomplished women feel this way too. And then, uh, then we usually go into, is it serving you? Hmm. Uh, is, is this serving you? Is it something you'd like to let go of? If it's something that's not serving you, let's figure out how to let go of it. And so within the within the, the scope of entrepreneurship, being a people pleaser is really not effective. And then we kind of go through, okay, how is it hurting your business? And how can you tactically let go of it? And I do have tactics in place, like not just strategies and, and, and thinking, but what can you actually do? Journaling, affirmations, you know mindset yes. pieces. So we go from there. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. So I know we're digging into the most important secret to success. And there are a number of things to ask you about this. But where do you want to start? Because this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart. Oh, I think 
I think that the place to start for for most people who are who are people pleasing, whether they're business, uh, whether they aspire to be entrepreneurs or not, is self belief. You know, and I hear a lot of people on your show talk about self belief and how, how do you how do you do it? And um, one tactic, and we talked about this at the TED show, was uh, was t- that there's nothing wrong with the idea of fake it till you make it. This is a very, very contested and, and some people just hate that phrase, but I think it's really powerful. And the way I put this in place uh, or coach people to put this in place is say, have an alter ego. There's nothing wrong with having an alter ego. You don't feel confident yet, but your alter ego does. You don't feel ready yet, but your alter ego does. You're scared of the stage. Your alter ego isn't put, put it over here. And just think of putting a, an invisible cap or an invisible cape on that mm-hmm. says, I am now confident enough to try this. I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'll fake it till I make it. I'll leap and then that will appear with any of those <laughs> kind of yes. cheesy metaphors. But that is a way of, that is a, a success hack or, or a, you know, yeah, a, a, a cheat code, if you will, to getting yourself feeling self-belief uh, maybe before you're actually ready. Because mm-hmm. I, I love, I'm not sure if we've talked about Carol Dweck and the mm-hmm. idea of, you know, the, the, love right? her. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one of the most, you know, the, the greatest book uh, on mindset of all time, I think it's called Mindset, and the idea of, of having a growth mindset. So that, mm-hmm. that word yet is incredibly powerful. So I'm not ready yet. That doesn't mean I'm not ready or I'm not good enough yet. yet. You know? And that's really, really mm-hmm. powerful stuff. So those are some of the, the, the thinkings behind how to get yourself believing in yourself and that's a really good place to start, no matter what you want to accomplish in life, no matter what your goals are, small or big. And and then another uh, a tactic that I like to put in place is affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. And they are not just you know rainbows and unicorns. No, no and, and I, it's a misconception. <laughs> I hear you. We uh, affirmations are there. There's absolute science behind this. That when we uh, and how I suggest to do it is get. Get yourself a piece of paper, get yourself a pen, write down 10 thoughts about yourself, 10 things you believe about yourself, and then narrow it down to the top three. Make sure they're short, make sure they're memorable, make sure there's something you actually believe about yourself, and then write them down on a post-it note and put them all over the place. Yes. And then repeat them, repeat them, repeat them until you believe them about yourself mm-hmm. in the shower, while you're brushing your teeth, before you go to bed at night. And your, oh, and as a pro tip, say them out loud. Not just in your head, but when your brain hears your voice saying something about yourself, you're more likely to believe it. Yes. And writing yes. it down makes it 42% more achievable. Mm. So these are all really like little tips, but when they build up, oh my gosh, they're powerful, Amy. Yes. And you know what? I love that you brought that up because uh, in 2016, uh, actually it would have been 2015 that I started this habit. I had this one component of my own development and my own stuff is around scarcity. And so I was working on a new belief around that. And I found this uh, statement that felt like next level where I wanted to go to in terms of belief for myself. And I did just that. I had sticky notes yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and I found myself saying these things while washing the dishes, the exact same statement over and over while washing the dishes, while folding the laundry, while driving. Driving was one of the best times because I would feel my energy shift, right? When you're in the, I think about the roundabout and people driving around the roundabout (laughs) in the wrong fashion, you know, (laughs) and you can feel your kind of negative energy coming up. And I was like, nope, nope. And then I would say my statement 
and feel myself calm down, feel myself come back into a better state. And the repetition of it was so, so important. And the shifts in my business in 2016 were just wild, <laughs> like wow. wild. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I, I love that. And, and that's a great, that's a great example. And there's so many mm -hmm. more examples like that yes. of, of people yes. who've just committed to, and you know, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. Well, yes. 10,000 repetitions. It's gotta be something yes. similar. So yes. good for you. That's a great yeah. story. So I appreciate that you, you brought that up now. Uh, you know what I, I also really loved, and you did say this in your, your TEDx talk as well, was that putting on that cape, this idea of, we can use simple strategy or you're using a, a different word for it, Practice. but this idea of ha a hack or a habit, right? Of, of thinking about, I'm now putting on my cape. I love how simple but powerful that is to implement for people. Yes, yes, it really is. And I, I, I've used the example before and I love this one because she's so well-known and she's so fabulous. Beyonce, Beyonce yeah. has uh, an alter ego. So she, she because Beyonce is a Texas mother of three and she likes to make fried chicken and she considers herself pretty quiet and humble. Well, when she goes on stage, she is Sasha Fierce, right? Yeah. She, she's, she, she's unstoppable. She's fierce. She's uh, outstanding, enigmatic. And that's how she separates her, her, herself, how she feels, you know, truly probably on the daily from the person that needs to get out there and really shine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so powerful. Such a good reminder. I think, that's one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is the the small reminders of these things that we can duplicate in our own life that other people are doing and having success with. I love that you just brought that up. Thank you. So you mentioned uh, you slay framework mm -hmm. in in your notes to me. What is this? Tell me about this. Okay, so, so it's a five five part framework. So. Uh, <laughs> decades, decades of working with entrepreneurs and in the last several years, focusing on women. And what I found were the challenges were almost always the same, right? Yeah. So uh, I came up with a framework and these are mindset pieces. So I, I focus on marketing and mindset. So this is just about the mindset piece. And the you slay is the first one is you. So you must believe in yourself. So the word you. S is your squad. Mm. So the importance of the people that you spend the most time with cannot be overstated. Up to 95% your success or failure in life is dictated by the five people, seven people you spend the most time with. So I say your squad must be curated incredibly carefully. Uh, and there's another study that I just heard recently that I think is even more compelling um, because this has to do with the workplace. If you sit within a few meters of a high performer, your performance will go up about 11%. But yeah, if you, baby. <laughs> if you sit <laughs> regularly, if you sit within a few meters of a poor performer, your performance will suffer up to 30%. Oh, so isn't that powerful? So the people you spend the most time with in, in your workplace or sit close to in your workplace really have a tremendous impact. It is not neutral. It can be helping you or it can be hurting you. Also, toxic relationships are the same as smoking 15 cigarettes a day on your health. It's incredible. But, you know, we know how great it feels when you're around people who are who yeah. are cheering you on. Right. Who, who want to see you succeed. So that's the S. Uh, L is to be laser focused on your goals. Now, this is something I really see with people pleasers, right, mm. because they have a hard time staying laser focused on their goals because they want to please everyone. Mm. 
All the time. (laughs) All the time. And we know when you try to please everyone, you actually end up pleasing no one. Right. It's kind of like decision by committee. If I ever present something creative, when I was a creative director in advertising, if I presented something, uh, a creative concept, an advertisement to to a a few people, to the decision makers, and they said, we are going to share it around the office. I was like, oh, okay. well, I'll see you in three months and it's going to be a read like we're going to start again because decision by committee or trying to trying to please everyone just ends up boiling things down to to a place that's very vanilla. And, yeah. and not great for anyone. So be laser focused on your goals. Know who exactly your niche is, who you're trying to please. Not everybody, right? You're not going to please everybody. Be narrow in who you're trying to please and be laser focused on your goals. And then A, S-L-A-Y, A mm-hmm. is for action, having a bias for action. And this mm-hmm. comes into people pleasing too, because it's so scary to take the first action. And I hear your guests talking about this a lot. Like taking action is really scary. It's so much easier to continue planning, to continue yeah. researching, to continue uh, refining your idea, whatever that means, your book or your startup or your entrepreneurial, whatever whatever you're working on, whatever your goal is. But taking action is scary. But that's that fear. It's when you feel that fear, you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Because you're getting out of your comfort zone and we know nothing good, nothing great happens in your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. So having a bias for action is really key. And the last one is uh, is why, and it's to have very high expectations. So your high expectations. Mm-hmm. And I, when I speak with uh, women who are starting businesses, they often get really excited at the beginning. And they say, this is what I aspire to do. But realistically, it'll probably be more like this. And I said, please stop there. Let's go back to here. Yeah. Right. Have high expectations. If you have mediocre expectations, when things get difficult and they will get difficult, any goal worth setting is going to have some challenges. If you're if you're setting a mediocre goal, it's not going to stir that magic you need to keep going when times are tough. So I say set high expectations for yourself. And I call it it's this is not a term I coined, but it's a term I love. It's called a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Yes. Big can you picture it? it's like a yak yeah. in the middle of the floor anyhow a uh, yeah. big hairy audacious goal so your high expectations keep that mm-hmm. expectation high and it will keep you stirred it'll keep you passionate it will keep you excited when the going gets tough yes and uh, i think i love it and i think that you're right uh you know it's interesting uh the one around well bhag the the oh. expectations keeping them high I'd love to know your perspective because I often hear around expectations when people pleasers are worried about other expect others expectations on them and how that relates to their expectations. Who do you listen oh, to? Yeah. Oh, no question. You listen I to know, that. right? No, There's I no question. No, but talk listen. about this. Yes. Well, okay. First of all, a huge success opens up when you realize that people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think yes! that they're thinking about you, right? That is, that is wisdom. I have three teenagers and I talk about that with them often. People are not thinking about you nearly as much as they're, they're the star in their own show. You're yes. the star of your own show. So that's really important to begin with. And then, uh, I mean, there's obviously different dynamics with hierarchies and I, I'm, I, I don't want to step, but 
I don't want to be too profound, too bold and say like, never care about other people's expectations because that can get people into hot water. Um, sure. But overall, overall, absolutely. You know, you have to make yourself happy. You have to put on your own device first. So yeah, it's your expectations that matter. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, though, how that particular topic holds so many people back. Right? Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So you think that they, they, they get caught up in other people's expectations and they put them before their own? Yes, the people pleaser. <laughs> My gosh. Yes, that is. Yes, that is. That is something. But I suspect. I suspect there's something to that from an evolutionary point of view. I've just read mm -hmm. Sapiens for the second time. Oh, have, okay. you, have you read that? I have Noah? not read that one. No. Uh, Noah, I uh, can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but so I won't do it in justice, but it is a fantastic read. And it's, uh, it really, uh, it's a, it's a thick book. It's an intimidating mm -hmm. book, but it's really, uh, it's really Perfect. digestible. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it, it does talk about imposter syndrome and certain, Socio sociological phenomena that we experience today, but how they came to be from an uh, uh, evolutionary point of view that kept us safe. Yes. So interestingly, people pleasing is something that, you know, a, a millennial ago kept, you safe. kept us safe. So it's, yeah. it's doing us, it's trying to do us a solid, right? Mm -hmm. It's trying to keep us safe. And so what, when I, when I hear the negative voice in my head, when I hear self-doubt in my head, I used to say, I used to try to shut it up. I used to try to snap out of it. And, and some people that works for, but now what I do instead is I say, thank you. Thank yes. you for trying to keep me safe. Yes. There's no saber tooth tiger, tiger here. I'm good. <laughs> you know, and I can, I, and then I go on from there. Cause I, I know that that is a part of me. And then I, I suspect part of these people who are who are uh, putting putting other people's needs above their own, that that's just something from an evolutionary point of view that says this is this is the right thing to do. Yes. And their learned behavior from their own families. Right. This is the right thing. This is how we behave. This is the expectation I have of you. Like, oh, yeah. I see this so often. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. And I love that you also mentioned the saber tooth tiger. I often bring that up <laughs> yes. in my talks. I'm like, yeah. there's no one behind me. Yeah. OK, so I want to pivot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. <sighs> I want to pivot a little bit. I'm going to wrap back around before we end to close out mindset, but I would love to know you took this incredible trip with your family. Ah, yes. And we don't have like 18 minutes to go through your entire TEDx, but I would love to know one or two key highlights that, that you feel relevant to share about that experience in your life. And if there were any moments of people pleasing <laughs> came out. well people pleasing actually came came right at the beginning because um i'll tell you amy when you when you uh when you tell the world that you're leaving your safe lovely home in north toronto and your kids yeah. great schools and my husband and i both had really secure wonderful jobs we were leaving all of that behind for a year to go and explore something that we knew nothing about people thought we were crazy yes <laughs> people thought we were crazy we had neighbors like almost begging us like really reconsider like what are you doing wow. and and parents and and family members who who were not not that they weren't supportive but you know that they had a really hard time with it and it gave us pause you know uh, and so that yeah there was a people pleasing part in my my husband and i that said are we really doing the right thing here we've got so many people casting doubt 
And so, you know, we did have to go back and forth and sometimes he felt more insecure and I had to boof, bolster him up. And sometimes I did and he did the same for me. So, so there is that when you've got a, when you've got a boatload of people telling you that you're making a mistake. Yeah. I mean, of course we re-examine things. However, you still <laughs> going, going back to that question, who do you listen to? We listen to us. And yeah. we said, no, this is, this is our life. This is our destiny. This is, these are our children. This is our dream. And so, and so we went for it. So there was people pleasing right from the outset and we did feel like we had something to prove yeah. that, that whole year, you know, and whenever there was a folly, whenever there was a, a something went wrong, we were like, damn it, <laughs> these people, they're going to think they were right. <laughs> but uh, we, we went on from there. So I think, um, you know, overall it was, uh, it was 10 months. It was 16 countries, five continents. We did it with small backpacks. Oh Wow. Um, our kids were, uh, nine, 11 and 12. And so they were old enough to remember, but, uh, but, but, and they were strong enough to carry their own backpacks. That was yes. really key for us. And yes. why we did this, Amy, is we, we really wanted our kids to see how people really live around the world. Yeah. Right. And to build some resilience because, Living in this this bubble within a bubble in North Toronto and having this the yeah. nice life that, as described, and we're very fortunate and grateful. But are we really giving getting the opportunity to build any grit or resilience? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to provide opportunities for them to see how people really live around the world and to build some grit and resilience. And oh my goodness, there were plentiful opportunities to build grit and resilience. And uh, I could say that we had an experience in Colombia, which is worth stating. Um, it was close to the end of our travels. So we were feeling pretty like we knew what we were doing. We were pretty seasoned travelers. So we were staying in Cartagena and we heard about this really wonderful, uh, almost like a park, like an Algonquin park mm-hmm. style experience where yeah. you could leave all your belongings in a hostel and go with just really minimal belongings. And so we did this. We we we, we booked it for three days. Uh, I booked it. It's probably a little bit too <laughs> formal. We I think we just started walking uh, into the jungle and it was uh, 36 degrees. For the American listeners, I don't know, 95s, so very, very, very hot. And yeah. we we walked for almost a day into the jungle. And then we spent two or three days in these little uh, sort of makeshift tents on the beach, really in the middle of nowhere. It was glorious. We snorkeled, we explored. And then on the morning that we woke up to leave, our kids were really sick. All three of them, high fevers, vomiting, weak, confused, very, very sick. And oh. we were we didn't have any form of communication. There were other people there, but nobody, there was no cell service. There were no telephones. There was, there was nothing. And it was all of a sudden the panic was right there. Yeah. So um, long story short, I found a, a man in the jungle who had some donkeys and we uh, essentially, you know, begged him, bribed him to, to, yeah. to let us Thank use his donkeys. Yeah. And it took eight hours. And one of my sons was so sick, he kept fainting and falling off his donkey. They ended up oh taking him out of the jungle on a stretcher. Uh, we spent three days in the hospital where there's a fairly significant level of um, corruption in some of these places. So my husband was having to pay off the doctors to keep helping us. It was, it was really quite, uh, quite an adventure. We yeah. all were fine. We were all, we all got out of it unscathed, but it was a, uh, it was a real learning experience. And, but the most interesting thing for me, Amy, and this is what I wanted to tell you about was um, as a mother, I got the kids out of the jungle. My husband and I got the kids out of the jungle. Yeah. Once they were in the hospital, and once they were all hooked up to IV, all of a sudden, 
my fever spiked. All of a sudden, that wild. Sick, but my body didn't let me get sick until my wow. kids were looked after. You know, I, wow. I, I didn't plan that. That was just, yes, there was something, wow. something pretty, um, something was looking after us. Um, For sure. Yeah. And we, wow. we all made it out and we're all fine. And we actually, funny enough, our insurance even paid for all of the bribery that we had. <laughs> what? Way to go. Yes. The, uh, man, the man in the jungle got his money back for, for wow. the uh, for the donkeys. Yeah, no, it was it was terrific. We had a lot of experiences that were difficult. We had uh, we had the most wonderful thing I've ever done was that trip around the world. So I'd encourage anybody to do it. It made me a better entrepreneur. Yes, that's for sure. Solving sure. problems on the fly. I can't even. I look forward to what your kids will create in their lives from the resilience from that moment. That's so. What a gift. What a, what a beautiful gift. That is so incredible. So as we wrap up today, what is one final moment that you would share around the most important secret to success being mindset? So we leave our audience with that takeaway. Okay. That, that is great. I thank you so much for that last question. I'd say uh, in listening to some of your past episodes recently, I, I hear a lot of, um, questions around, I'm not sure if boundaries is the right word, but I think boundaries are really important. And it's a topic that I revisit with my clients often. And I imagine you do as well that, uh, it, and it's, it's linked to being laser focused on your goals, but knowing that no is a complete sentence, oh, right? Yes. No is a complete sentence and you don't owe anybody anything more than that. You can say, no, thank you. <laughs> we can be polite and Canadian, but, but no is a complete <laughs> sentence and no one to, draw those boundaries. And even you can say that this is not right for me right now, but that I think that is, that is the key to a lot of success. That is a key to shutting down people pleasing that's unhealthy for us. And that is a key to a lot of success in many realms, whether it's goal setting or a startup, knowing what's healthy for you and what to say no to. Amazing. Amazing. So powerful. I uh, 100% agree with you. And I'm ah. so glad, glad you brought that up. And for all of those people listening, please check out Sunny, her website, thesunnymagaw.com, uh, on Instagram and TikTok, thesunnymagaw. And all of her links will be in the show notes, as well as she has so many amazing freebies. Uh, there will be a link to those as well, which Sunny, do you feel is the the favorite resource in your freebie page that you're like, people, go grab this now? Oh, you know what I'm finding really is uh, getting a lot of appreciation is the affirmations. Mm. Affirmations mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs. And at, like we talked, affirmations are so powerful. So I've got a really good one pager on affirmations that please just go and download it. It's completely free. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sunny. You're such a wonderful, wonderful energy this morning. And I'm so grateful for you being here on the show. Thank you, Amy. It's been a delight. And to all of our listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in once again to Power to the People Pleasers. Stay tuned for our next episode coming soon. Have a wonderful day.